Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Let's go, Ricky. All right, let's do it. Another edition of the Let's Go Ricky Roll podcast. Ooh-wee, there is so much going on. Uh, no guests today, and we realize that we don't need guests. Uh, once again, we turn down people that want to come on the show, and I've been telling them, like, nah, man, can't come on because you and I are so good that we're developing such a good rapport and chemistry that if we bring in a guest, they're going to interrupt our flow, Ricky. So how are you doing? I'm good, man. You're yeah. good? Yeah. All right. Very good weekend. <laughs> it's a hell of a weekend. Yeah. Now, it's people have been leaving comments on the Instagram at RickyRow24. I'm Durant Sports. Uh, people have been leaving comments on the iTunes page. What's up, Marcus? You, uh, We know you're a fake guy leaving comments <laughs> over and over and over. Uh, but we appreciate all the positivity and everything that comes out. Who the out hell gave us three stars, by the way? Uh, hey, yeah. Okay. I want to find that listener. <laughs> okay. All right. So <laughs> before we go on to this uh, draft preview uh, podcast, because this week the MLB draft is going on and the theme of this podcast is going to be about Ricky's experiences getting drafted and what's it like and all that other stuff. But um, we were going through things and Ricky and I do have a list of what guests we want to have. And we have a lot of people that have been wanting to come on and because of scheduling, it's really hard. Now we're not making excuses, but at the same time when Rick's like, Oh, we don't have a guest. I'm like, you know what? You and I are good. And I think a lot of podcasts, when they get going, you want to go and hang out with those, uh, hosts like with Joe Rogan, his, Podcasts are like four hours and people listen to them multiple times because if it's a good story, you just want to hang out with them and the guest in like they bring extra to it, but it doesn't feel like you need a guest like Howard Stern became so famous for the shock jock and everything else. But at the end of the day, when Howard was just being Howard, you're like, okay, cool. Like that's where you want to go. And I think people like hearing my story here, like hearing your story and they like hanging out with us. And then when we do get a guest, the way you and I bounce off of them, the back and forth. And I the podcast has evolved to like, let's just me and you BS because I'm getting a lot of good feedback on when it's just you and I talking. And even you and I realize, like, damn, we just talked for 45 minutes. Like, it's yeah. fun. You, you are becoming a podcast host, Ricardo. Uh, I guess so. <laughs> no, you know what? I, I think at the end of it, I've enjoyed it so much. Uh, just doing this, even if it's just you and I, it's always cool to have a guest and be able to listen to their story. Um, because like the drop one that we 
that oh, that we released goodness. this past week. I listened to it on on my drive to pick up Sebastian from my mom's, and you you just kind of sit there, and I was like, when you're doing it, you're kind of not listening it, mm-hmm. listening to the, you are listening to a story, but you're not because you're thinking of, you know, the next question and and stuff yeah. like that. So a lot of the stuff I'm like, whoa, that's funny, or whoa, like now I remember what he's talking about, like. And I was telling my wife, I was like, it's just a little different when you get to listen to it in the car. It really, one, time does go by faster. And two, when we're engaged and, and we have a good a good uh, guess, I feel like it makes everything just go s- smooth and, and, it's, and it's funny. Yeah. Andre Opolis. Yeah. Alex Andre Opolis. The bullpen catcher for Aleko. Aleko, yeah. Uh, for the Blue Jays, who's been there 18 years, was our previous guest. And if you haven't heard it, I cannot recommend that enough. Uh. People have reached out to me. Front office execs have reached out to me. And I'm not name dropping front office execs. I'm just saying people who work in the front office who I didn't know had my number. And I just got a random text the other day. Did you really? And I'm like, they're like, who is this guy? Where the F has he been? And how much editing did you do? Because he, he oh, loves the cuss. Quite a few editing. Yeah. So uh, if you haven't heard it, great story, great attitude about it, about just showing up and doing your job. Well, uh, I, th- I think I think what I liked about that episode is that you... He was real. It, it was real. And it takes you a little bit into the life of bullpen, bullpen catcher. Because how many guys have you ever heard say, oh, I can be a bullpen catcher in the big leagues? Yeah. But it... It takes a lot, oh, man. It's a I lot. A you get beat up a lot. I had a couple and people seen, asking me, what's a bullpen catcher? Yeah. I didn't know that they existed. <laughs> Hell yeah, they do. But like I said, they're the first ones there in spring training. They're the last ones to leave every single day during season. They got to make sure everything's ready. They're there catching bullpens from 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock, back when I was playing, till the last till the closer goes in and then he's got to worry about other jobs that happen after the game so yeah it's a lot that goes into it and that's why i was like man he's a perfect guest for it yeah, so when we are doing the podcast like i'm listening but at the same time like ricky asked a question but then i'm trying to figure out what's coming coming up next so when i go back and edit and i'm the one who does the editing normally i'll play the music in the front what up big phil and uh carlos angel music yeah and then i'll put right. the little drop at the end and that's it that's all i do with the editing and i'll fix the audio it makes it a little bit better withdraw because he cussed so much and we know that there's kids listening and it wasn't that we told them don't cuss anymore it's just his natural way yeah. so um like in the very beginning when you say go bleep yourself I, I put in the bleep i'm like okay let's set the tone here a little <laughs> bit and like you know but you know what i think but it, it just at but, first at first i think he was a little skeptical about it like yeah. he was like okay what is this he had never done it before but then he got going and oh. it was like it just started coming we out naturally do part two with him and it just, he had so many good I, stories i told you i sent you the text message oh that was it. with him yeah oh, he, oh, i was like God. hey the people want part two he's like shut the fuck up <laughs> well, and i'm like no i'm serious dude he's like hey man anything for you yeah well with the <laughs> editing this one was different because i had to go back and listen to it because i it, was, it, it wasn't like we took anything out it was just i took out a couple of the swear words where mm-hmm. it was like too much um for my taste, because this is, you know, we, we know baseball people curse, but like, it, once he got really going, he was off. <laughs> so if you hear little bumps, that's what I was doing. But listening back to it, I'm like, he had so many great stories. And that's mm-hmm. what the beauty of this podcast is. And I think that's what we're getting onto. And I'm hearing it from executives, from friends, from people who are like, hey, I thought this was a baseball podcast, but it's not. It's yeah. baseball serving as the background. 
or sports are serving as the background, but it's more about people chasing their dream, grinding it out, and if you don't reach that dream, how do you find a way to continue and persevere yeah. to find a different way in there? And I think that's what uh, the podcast is about. Yeah, and, and I think the biggest thing is, I think it, it shows people that there is a struggle to everyone getting to the big leagues. It's not just a bright little path, straight path to the big leagues. It's There's a struggle. You know, a lot of people can relate to this kind of stuff. And, um, and it's always cool, you know, that there's a struggle and then you know there's success and there's a bump along the success and you know it just never stops and it's just a grind that just continues and continues and i want to reach out right now to stone city woodworks in kingston ontario canada mm-hmm. left us a real nice message actually no they posted it on their instagram feed uh not much shop time this weekend uh but if you're a fan of the blue jays or baseball in general i recommend this podcast ricky Rowe and bethel vision do a great job to tell the backstories of former and current mlb players coaches and staff members have a great weekend appreciate you stone city woodworks rob and kingston ontario custom wood furniture so if you're looking for dining table resin tables residential commercial holy smokes he's got twenty six thousand followers <laughs> oh, okay this wasn't a plug it was just saying thank you for uh the post appreciate you rob um it's really cool so that's kind of where we're at and we we see all the comments and positivity and everything else so right now let's get into it right so rick oh before we get going uh congratulations to lunchbox hero yeah i just had a baby yeah baby number two so uh Travis he's on Knight. the ricky romero train with two boys oh there he is yeah. so he uh, uh earlier in the podcast episodes he Travis Snyder had a another good story. Great if anybody story. hasn't listened to that story, we highly recommend yeah, it. So it's really good. For, if you're new to this podcast, just go binge it. Now let's get going. We made some money this weekend. That's right. Before we get into Ricky getting drafted and becoming a millionaire, whatever, uh, we're going to talk about our lives right now. This past weekend, a guy that we know, kind of, uh, made boxing history. Andy Ruiz, who uh, was given pretty much zero shot at the heavyweight title i stopped anthony joshua the brit who it looked like a greek god had quads on top of biceps and all kinds of other muscles andy looks like the dude working construction with you right now it was and literally stopped him. like david versus goliath yeah like when they david. When, yeah when they squared off or when they come up to the center of the ring and they're like going over the directions whatever and they touch gloves i was like oh my <laughs> goodness you know you, He's giving up size. He's giving up reach. But, man, I was going fucking crazy (laughs) here. It was just me and my wife watching it. And when when they walked into the ring, my my wife is like, you put your money on who? I was like, Andy. She's like, oh, my God. Come on, Rick. (laughs) She's like, look at the size of those quads and those biceps of Anthony Joshua. So it was pretty funny. And I was like, nah. But our, yeah. our man Estrellita yes. had been uh, saying that they had a really good camp. So we got a little confident and we put some money down and yeah. we came up. So we, uh, so, so for those of you listening for the first time, I work in boxing. I work for Golden Boy. I work for, work for Thompson Box. I do play-by-play. Uh, Ricky is a big boxing fan. And we got to know some of the trainers. So the trainer for Andy Ruiz uh, Manny Robles and Edgar Yasso, who better known as Estrita. The best. They're the, the best. best. They're Super the best. Nice. And they told us about this kid that they have. And Andy Ruiz 
was 300 pounds two years ago. He weighed in at 260, but he doesn't have a, a muscle on him that you can see. He's got muscles. You yeah. just can't see him. He, has, he just has extra layers on top of him. Very athletic. Yes, man. he is. And he's about 6'1". They told us, hey, we got something with him. He's been working hard. We got him. Okay. You know what? Every trainer is really going to go and talk their guy up. But And even when they were telling me, I was like, okay, I guess Anthony Joshua, who I like, but I figured maybe Joshua will get tired and it'll go the distance. Andy looked good for him. He took the fight on short notice. Hey, why not? Let's just go for it. Biggest payday of his career at Madison Square Garden. And the day before at the weigh-in, Anthony Joshua let Andy hold his belts. Like, yeah, were, that was weird, man. Yeah, because Joshua, have, have, have you ever seen no, something like that? No, 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 no. Never. It was like it was like here you go. Yeah, go ahead and take a picture. But I think yeah, it take was a picture like, of my belt. Yeah, no problem. And then I think Joshua was so confident, like yeah, whatever. And then he gets his ass kicked. But and I, he gets stopped. It almost like seemed like Andy Reese was playing that psychological game of yeah, I'm gonna take a picture with your belts because by the end of tomorrow night meaning saturday i'm gonna be taking pictures with them because i'm gonna i'm gonna beat you and he became like i think he was just so confident taking the pictures like yeah this is gonna be me tomorrow he's sponsored he's gonna get sponsored by snickers i saw that because snickers <laughs> he, his thing is like if you know the comedian fluffy iglesias that's what he looks like and they become friends and like that's what uh it's all about and it's a great story for him and the reason we're talking about it right now not because we want money and yes we did bet on him we bet on him in the group to get a, a, a knockout because the odds yeah. were, the odds were just crazy. It was one of those like we'll throw some money down if he hits it, great. If he doesn't, eh, whatever, just a couple bucks. Yeah. But my goodness, so the reason we're talking about him is because we're gonna have Manny Robles on yeah, as a it, podcast man. guest. We're, he said come to the gym and we'll talk to him. So we're gonna. He's have truly him. one of a kind, man. Yeah, super a, nice, a, man. truly one of a kind human being and. You know, you couldn't be happier for him. I and think we all know in our inner circle, yeah. we all know what he's been through and yeah. what's happened to him. And um, man, when when you see that that image of him running into to oh, the center yeah. of the ring, I was waiting for him to pick him up. He's like trying he, to pick he, him up, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, you know, I'm gonna give him shit over that. He was going to, then he's like, wait a minute, okay, wait, two sixty now, all right. And then uh, Andy Ruiz. Is going to be a podcast guest. Yeah, we're let's try and get him, him too. Uh, he went back to uh, Imperial Valley where he's from on the Mexican border. So when he comes back to Southern California, we're going to have him on. So those are future guests, and we're going to start branching out to different guests, uh, whether they're comedians, whether they're the people that we know, actors and stuff like that. So we're, we're going to start branching out, not just baseball people, because now that we're comfortable, we know what we're doing. We're going to start talking to people we don't know. Like, yeah, no, it it was like I said, it, it was cool to see. I I literally was like almost in tears, not for Andy so much. But for Manny, man, yeah. because like I said, we know what he's been through. And and just watching that image of him and Estrellita, Estrellita is obviously Edgar, they're, uh, Edgar Jasso. Yeah. And um, it, was, it was just really cool, man. I, I was like, man, and and he made Joshua look silly. I don't think he ever recovered from no, that first didn't. knockdown. He, but the thing is, in the, in the fight, in the third round, uh, Ruiz gets dropped. Yeah, and, man. And you're like, oh, that's when I was like, okay, you know what? Just get up, survive. Well, did you hear the announcer saying, this is where, where Anthony Joshua puts guys away. So watch this. And then, boom, boom Joshua gets down. He got dropped goes down. Uh, so Ruiz becomes the first Mexican heavyweight uh, ever. And people are like, wait, well, he was born in America. Yeah, he was. He was. He was born in the United States. Uh, but Mexican descent, grew up on the Mexicali border, so there you go. And he's represented Baja California. He, in a yeah, few, he in a actually few was trying to make the Mexican Olympic team. Didn't yeah. make it, but you he know what? There. I thought it was pretty cool that 
he uh, brought out the national anthem. Like oh, he cool. wanted to like really represent his roots, you know. Yeah. And he you, played you it really up. can't fault him for that. And, and in Madison Square Garden, oh man, Mecca, that's awesome. Yeah. Now, uh, wh- how much did we make? A lot. So much <laughs> money that we are all getting brand new cars. <laughs> oh, we are set. And the the cool thing was that you had all the people posting the pictures of it and everything else. And I still blame Ace. Fuck him. Yeah, man. We, we could, look. Put it this way: if if we would have listened to the Ace of how much money we really wanted to bet, because we wanted to bet a bunch of money, but the Ace of SoCal said no, 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 no. He went all scared because he had to buy Starbucks. And we this if we would have listened to ourselves and cut Ace out, we would have a Let's Go Ricky Roll podcast studio. studio. <laughs> we would be so set, but no, we got this portable. We, we would, uh, we would, we wouldn't be holding mics no, either, no, no, man. No. We would. We have, have a sound engineer. We'd have that glass right yeah. there. We'd have like Dr. Dre looking head. Oh yeah, we'd be all set. But not forget you. Eh? I, I'm glad I listened. I just kind of said, hey, put put your- this side better for me and. You know, I came up a little bit. Yeah, and you're gonna buy a new home. Uh, I get. Well, you're going to Vancouver to buy a house. <laughs> For that, we don't have to report taxes. Yeah, you're buying a door with that in Vancouver, <laughs> man. Uh, so that's cool. So that's what the future guest coming up. So you're watching the fight here with your wife. Mm-hmm. All right. And normally for fights, we get together. This yeah. one we were like, eh, it's cool. We'll, we'll yeah. watch it. But it wasn't like, hey, well, let's... you know what? I think it's more the undercards. If there was better undercards, yeah. I think everyone would have gotten together. It was just we knew there was just one. I was fight driving. We I was coming back my son Mattel at a basketball game and we're driving home. Well, we figured when um I was in the group chat we were texting and it was just me and Marco going back and forth and then he's like, Come on, grupo and we're like, Where's everyone? Are you guys not watching this? Come on. <laughs> so, Come on. So because it was on DAZN, which is the app, mm-hmm. I I kid you not, Mattel's last game, I was watching the undercard, the Katie Taylor, the girl fight, mm-hmm. and as soon as that fight ended, the, his game ended. And I'm like all right, Mattel, we got to go. And the coach is trying to talk to him. I'm like, hey, we got to go because I'm trying to get home. And I get in the car and right away the anthems are on. I'm like, okay, cool. And I'm driving. I'm like, ah. Then all of a sudden, a little bit of traffic. I'm like, damn it. So the fight started. And then that's when I, I couldn't text anybody because I'm watching it on my phone. And I'm driving. And we get to the light. And we're in the third round. And I'm like a couple blocks away from the house. And we have the volume up. And Andy goes down. Mattel's like, oh, man. And then he hits him. And me and Mattel both go, oh, my daughter Michaela's in the back. Stop yelling. And I told her, I'm like, he just knocked him down. Don't tell me to stop yelling. I'm yelling at my daughter. She's like, you're yelling at me. I'm like, he knocked him down. I'm like, yeah. I'm in the light. If there's somebody looking at we, me. <laughs> I was eating I was eating dinner and I like got up and jumped up and I started yeah. jumping down and I went down on my knees. So I was like, let's go, finish him, yeah. finish him. So like I said, it was, it was cool. It was man. a cool moment and you, I think I, I saw a little bit of the press conference at the end with Andy and, you know, him talking to his mom saying, mom, we never have to struggle again. I think yeah. that, that really hits home for me, you know, because you, you went through that. Yeah. Yeah. And and pretty emotional, you know, when him saying that to his mom, I'm sure they've been through a lot. They've been through a lot of downs. And the, yeah, from what I remember, it, you know? Andy's made some money. Um, but you know, that's when you make some money, you're spending a lot of money. Um, and I'm, from what I've been told, like some of the money he had, he, you know, paid off a lot of debt. Paid everything. So this one right here where he's going to make a, in the millions, this is for the family. It's legit. Awesome, it's man. It's great. And awesome uh, that he even recognizes that yeah. right away. Like, Hijo de mommy. Uh-huh. He's like, yeah. mom, we're set. We're yeah. ready to go. Now, this week, the MLB draft is going on. 
Uh, by the way, congratulations to Manny Robles, Edgar Yasso. Hey, even Chef Zoe. Yeah, oh, hell yeah, man. Listener of the podcast. You know, yeah. uh, you know where Andy Ruiz was living, right? Yeah, with Zoe. He was living with his chef. Yeah. In, uh, he rented a room out from him. and Yeah, shout out to Zoe, yeah. man. He's another good dude, and I'm, I'm happy for him. And we were, Yeah, so we go there. So, uh, sorry, so now back to this. So, moving on. Major, Major League Draft this week. Mm-hmm. You got drafted in what year by the Blue Jays? 2005. 2005. But now let me take this before that. Did you get drafted at a high school? Yeah. You did? Yeah. What round? 37th. Okay. Did you have any idea that you were going to get drafted? Um, Did you even know what the draft was? I, I started learning about it okay. because I think I mentioned it a little bit. I touched on it a little bit last episode of a one-on-one with you and I. Um, they used to give letters and scouts used to come and talk to you to your house or after games, they'd pull you aside or um, stuff like that. So... The one team that drafted me, I had never even talked to them. Really? It was the Boston Red Sox in the 37th round. Oh, you were drafted by Boston? Yeah. And the guy calls me. He's like, hey, man, I ju- we just drafted you. And we're interested in you uh, being a draft and follow. Are you going to a junior college? Oh, I heard you're going to a junior college. And I was like, what? I was like, no. I was like, I just signed a letter of intent at uh, Cal State Fullerton. And he's like, oh, really? Oh, all right. Good luck. That's what they told you. Yeah. <laughs> like I had, I, that's one team. I, that's one team I didn't even talk to, the Boston Red Sox, and so, I was just kind of like lost because I was like, "Oh, cool." So wait, if, but then you get your contract sent home, just in case you want to sign. Uh huh. And it was like, I think the signing bonus was like a thousand dollars or something. A thousand dollars and to go. Yeah, and I was like, "No, I'm going to, I'm going to school." Because you have committed. options to go to college. Yeah. Now, if you would have been a junior college guy, then it would have been different, right? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I think when you go to junior college, you're you can enter the draft every year. Yeah, so a draft of all is like you go to junior college, you play your first year. First year. And if you want to, you can sign, sign with like that a, team. With that team. If you don't, you can enter the draft again. Yeah. When you now, go to a division uh when you go to NCAA school, you have to be a junior. 3 years. You have to re- yeah. Or sometimes there's some draft eligible sophomores. Yeah. Now, when you got drafted by the Red Sox in high school, how did you find out? I was in school. I think I was in school and yeah, like I said, I I wasn't really following it because I was like, yeah, I'll probably get drafted, but I probably I'm probably not going to sign. It's like the third day or I whatever. yeah, everything was such a blur because I you're right. I really didn't know much about it. I didn't know much about it that I was like, "Oh, cool, I got drafted." And I remember um some friends making a big deal out of it and i was like oh yeah yeah that's cool to get drafted but it doesn't really mean anything yeah Uh oh we gotta take a quick break because baby i just woke up uh ricky's like pause it so so what we do is we record on mondays and he doesn't know i'm talking right now so we record on mondays usually yeah and ricky's a uh, man cave uh in his home and so we've been watching baby i baby number two and he just made some noise right now. So Ricky's like, pause it. And he just like ran down the steps right now. So for those of you wondering, like, when I'm asking these questions, I already know what round Ricky got drafted in. I already know, like, what, what happened in the process. But I asked the questions because, you know, I'm a reporter to make it seem like I don't know. 
That way you guys can get the the real, raw, honest answers. Oh, and he's back. Baby Arthur is with us today. Yeah, he's oh, here today. He's not wearing his Club de Cuervos jersey. No, he's not wearing it today. <laughs> All right, so so you were, uh, so seriously, the podcast is going right now, and Ricky is holding baby number two. Uh, what is his name? Diego. Diego what? Ricardo. Diego Ricardo. Uh, and you're gonna stick with that name still, right? Oh yeah. All right. It's so, already we already got the birth certificate. So so, so sorry, Sanabia. His name is not <laughs> me, Aitor, but we tried. Uh, all right. So they, when you found out, like, how did you find out? Did the teacher tell you? Like, the who told me? No, I think they just called. They called my house phone because before it was yeah, landline. There was phone. no cell phones. So um, so yeah, yeah so just I, moving around and that baby so rem- flopping all over the place. So I just rem- <laughs> I gotta take a picture. So I just remember. <laughs> I just remember being drafted, and the next day, like I said, the team made a big deal out of it. But I kind of knew, like I said, that I wasn't gonna. Yeah, you I wasn't going gonna to sign. College. Yeah, you go to Fullerton. Cal State Off campus, ready to go. Yeah. Now, fast forward three years later, you get drafted by the Blue Jays. Mm-hmm. What round? First. What number pick? Six. How did you find out? Uh, same thing. I was at. We were, like I said before, the the draft wasn't televised, so. We're sitting in front of a computer, and the sixth pick overall came. They announced my name out of Cal State Fullerton, Ricky Romero. So you were on a computer? Yeah. All right. Yeah. What, what, Remember those, what? like, Windows 98? Yeah, 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 yeah. like, it was, like, one of those, like, you... Yeah, you had to wait was, for it to re- you pop up and all that other stuff. Yeah. So I'm watching it. Now, where were you? That Where was the computer at? In my sister's room. At in, your house? In East L.A., yeah. Okay. Yeah, and... uh it was what that was crazy, man. Because but you knew you were getting drafted. I knew I was getting drafted. Did you but know you were it, gonna go that high? So I had a good sophomore year. That's mm-hmm. where it kind of turned around for me. I went from not knowing my role as a pitcher at Cal State Fullerton to guys getting hurt, unfortunately, and then me getting a chance and never looking back, playing for Team USA, showcasing myself there. Okay. Coming into my junior year, I went from like top five rounds to top four rounds top three rounds so you knew you were going to get drafted that year yeah my junior year yeah so the draft got closer and closer and closer and it was like he's going to go top 20 picks top 15 and now we're talking top 10 i thought now we're talking top 10 and uh yeah man next thing you know i'm in the top 10 top 10 uh picks First pitcher taken in the whole draft that year. Yeah. Which is pretty crazy. Did you think you were going to go top 10? Man, I don't know. Everything was just kind of surreal at the time. See, okay, you're just a guy. You're, because, you're that well, guy, Ray. No, no, you're, I'm going to get mad at you. Because you're that guy who doesn't pay attention to what's going on. I just want to play baseball. I just want to do my job and worry about the team. See, I'm that guy who's like, look, this is where I belong. This is what's going to happen. I need to be here. That's why I wasn't good. Because I was thinking like that. You were like, let me just go out there, do my job, and the, the results will show. Yeah. So, you know, you got drafted. Don't worry about Aitor. He's good. Uh, you got drafted sixth overall in that draft in 2005. Justin Upton, a shortstop out of Great Bridge High School in Virginia, goes number one. Alex Gordon, a third baseman, University of Nebraska, goes to the Royals. Jeff Clement, catcher at a USC, goes to the Mariners. Ryan Zimmerman, third baseman from Virginia, goes to the Nationals. Ryan Braun. By the way, Gordon, Clement, and Zimmerman. We're all on the same USA team as me. And then Tulowitzki, who followed me. 
Jeez. Yeah, our, our USA team was That was before you guys stacked. got drafted? Stacked. All these guys I'm talking about? Stacked. Braun. Ryan Braun from Granada Hills, the great 1-8. Uh, University of Miami. He was the third baseman at the time. Got drafted before you. You, then Tulo at Olympia State. Wade Townsend. Mike Pelfrey and number 10 pick Cameron Maybin. Those are top 10 picks. Uh, also, all-stars in that first round, Andrew McCutcheon, Jay Bruce, Jacoby Ellsbury, who was at 22nd, or... Clay Buckholtz, uh, no, Cesar those Ramos. Guys were, those guys were all-stars. Uh, let's see here. Hey, notable guys, though, in that draft. Yeah. Sergio Romo is one of them, man. Romo's in that draft? Yeah. How about these guys? All the other guys that went first round. Brandon Snyder, Trevor Crow, Lance Broadway, Chris Volstad, CJ Henry, Caesar Carrillo. Wow, yeah. Out of University of Miami. John Mayberry Jr. Stanford. Mark Powellek, the Cubs, out of, he was a high school kid. Cliff Pennington, Texas AM. Uh Matt Garza. Ooh. Fresno State. Matty G. You know him? Yeah. Let's get him on the podcast. I don't know where he lives. I haven't talked to him in a long time, man, but we used to have some great matchups back in the day. Matt Garza. Uh, Good dude. Yeah. He was, he's from... No, no, no. He's, he's from NorCal. Yeah, Fresno. Yeah. Fresno area. Joey Devine. Oh, nasty. He was He was the... Was it him or was it Zimmerman? It was one of those two guys that... I think it was Joey Devine who... For, he was the first guy to get to the big leagues out of that draft class. Yeah, North Carolina State. He was nasty, man. And I, I think he pitched in the playoffs for the Houston Astros that year where they uh, where they made it to the playoffs. Or, no, he was at the Braves. They lost to the Houston Astros in the playoffs. And he pitched for the Braves. And electric arm, just uh, I think injuries kind of caught up to him. Colby Rasmus. Yeah, Colby. And then uh, rounding out the draft was Tyler Green, a shortstop. Yeah, nasty. Georgia Tech. Yeah, there it is. So, uh, oh, actually, you want supplemental first rounds. That's what you're talking about, Ramos. Yeah. Supplemental first rounds is our good friend Cesar Ramos, uh, who's busy golfing right now. Uh, whoa, supplemental first round. Look at these names. Uh, Ramos, Travis Buck. Yeah, ASU. Trevor Bell. Trevor Bell. Oh, yeah. yeah. He works out with Rocks, or mm-hmm. he was a pitcher. He, Crescenta Valley High. Uh, Eli Yorg. Houston? Uh, University of Tennessee. You went to Houston. Yeah. Hey, you do know this. Luke Hochaver. Oh, Hoch. The with the man. Dodgers. That's a good dude right there. But I don't think he signed. Remember, no, I think had something sign. happened with the whole thing, and then he ended up being the first pick yeah. overall the following year. And here we go. Buckholtz was 42. Jed Lowry, 45. Oh, yeah. Jed Lowry, yeah. Those are supplemental first-round picks. I'm telling you, man. That draft was stupid stack. stack. Now, okay. I thought. Your dad was really famous in 2005. Everybody wanted him. Where? Okay. So you get drafted. You look at the computer. What happens next? I I think I kind of put my head down and I started kind of tearing up. Because, I, like I said, it was one of those moments where I was so happy. I wasn't thinking about myself. I was thinking about my family and how our lives were about to change. And Did you know uh, how much money is out there? No. no. You, you didn't know how much money no. you guys get? I mean, I kind of had an idea. I knew I okay, was going to... Okay, by this time, you got to have like... I knew I was going to get... You're going to get paid. More than a million dollars. Yeah, I knew that. But did you have a financial advisor all of a sudden? Did you have an uh, agent all of a sudden? Cause well, I had a... People cause, come out, consultants, well, right? Well, advisors. because I was still playing for Cal State Fullerton. We were in the playoffs. 
I was I you consider him an advisor, not yeah. an agent. But like once and, you started getting good, a lot of people started coming oh, out. Yeah. Hey oh, Rick. Yeah. Oh yeah. Look you, at the four hundred one k. You can do this. You can do that. You can do this, and we can represent you this way, and we can represent you that way. And would you tell the hey man? I still cash my checks. Actually, no. I uh, my money. I orders. go to Seven <laughs> Eleven. <laughs> So you have like these guys who are like trying to tell you about like uh, uh, annuities and, and like stocks and bonds. And you're like, I still go to 7-Eleven for my yeah. money order. Yeah. Damn. So I mean, 30, like yeah. I said, it was one of those moments where I hear my name and have some family and friends around. And I was like, wow, what's what's going to happen now? But like I said, we were still in the playoffs for Cal State Fullerton. Yeah. So I was worried about that, too. I was like, I want to I want to go out a, a national champ- champion so- and. Obviously, it didn't happen, but... Do they yeah. call you? Yeah, they called me, and then I think... No, before. Do they call you before they drafted you? Did they? I can't like remember. They kind of give you a little heads up? The, the, the guy who was advising me at the time, I think, gave me a heads up. Like, okay. hey, Toronto's going to take you. But at the same time, you're still kind of like... Because you've heard of those stories where, yeah, they're going to take you, and then guys are like, they waiting. said they were going to take me, and then they didn't, waiting. they didn't take me. They're waiting. So I was like, kind of like, all right, Toronto Blue Jays come up. Boom. You kind of hear your name. Next thing you know, two logos right away, and we are texting back and forth, calling each other how happy we are for each other. Oh, you knew him? Yeah. Well, I mean, we've played a lot together. No, but I didn't know you knew him. Like we were, like we were roommates in Team USA the summer before. Yeah, when we were in the in the in Japan, um, we roomed together, and oh, okay, we kind of hit it off from there. You, the guy's a winner, man. Yeah, I mean, you're you're foolish, and he's at Mm -hmm. Long Beach, but you know, that's not all the time you. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, and then Caesar was part of that USA team too. So we like I said, we we had that draft had a lot of team USA guys and um and it was I think I you know what? Right after it kinda wind down a little bit and we came back down to earth from the draft, we uh I think my dad went and bought some carne asada and we grilled out in the backyard. Yeah. Yeah. In East LA, man. Yeah. So your dad's like, give me an extra pound. Because, yeah, we had some family and friends come over. My advisor came over, bring you a hat, and, you know, you're just kind of sitting there. Did the Blue Jays call you? Yeah. 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 Who called you? Shoot. I don't even remember, (laughs) man. I honestly don't even remember. It might have been the, 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 the scout at the time. They're busy doing stuff. Yeah. I mean, so many, there's so many people you meet. You know when you go there and what and but yeah did we you know the Blue Jays were looking at you yeah okay yeah I, I mean did. everybody was looking at you. yeah at the time everyone like I hate talking about myself like that but yeah I had, that's what this podcast is for let me talk for you <laughs> like that's why I'm but yeah I had a lot of team you know what it's funny like okay you, I told this story the other day okay look at that right here the the Padres had the 18th pick. You weren't going to the Padres. Like, you knew that, right? The young, naive me was like, I hope I drop to San Diego because I want to stay on the West Coast. <laughs> because I no, didn't know. The Padres, hell no. Because I didn't know what it, like, what it was. I had yeah. never really left Southern California, to be That's honest true. with you. That's true. So it's, it was a little different, but it couldn't have happened for me to go to a better place. Yeah. And I loved where I got drafted. Yeah, and exactly. I loved the city of Griffin. Toronto. So, but. I remember the area, the scout for the Seattle Mariners came up to me. I can't remember his name, but we were at Cal State Fullerton sitting in the stands and they had the third pick overall. Third pick. And he was like, dude, I'm, I'm doing everything I can for them to take you. I want you to be a Seattle Mariner. He told you, but, but the, 
people above me are in love with Jeff Clement. Jeff Clement was obviously a stud, catcher stud at, USC. At, at USC, you know, set a lot of home run records and whatnot. So I was like, okay, well, if you can, I mean, do what you got to do, man. And then uh, obviously they took Jeff Clement and I fell to number six. Damn. So you could have been. But like I said, oh, and, and I've told this story many times when I first get drafted, Toronto Blue Jays are just like, my mom's like, oh, shit, where's that at? <laughs> we don't know where it's at. Like, we've never even heard of Toronto, Canada. So Was that by Torrance? <laughs> so it was a little different. Um, but at the same time, like I said, I couldn't have gone to a better place. All right. So now, see, these are the questions. I've never really asked you these. And I, now, I'm, I'm not, stop being the reporter. I'm just going to be the curious person here. So you get drafted, but you're still playing in the regionals. We were in uh, super regionals. Okay, so you go to practice. Yeah. But there's other guys on your team. That you go to practice, the huge fucking smile on your <laughs> face. Because <laughs> now it's setting in. Now you're like, oh, shit. Like, it's it's going to happen. And when this ends, it's going to end. Yeah, but it's not like you can be like, hey, you know what, coach? I don't need to run these sprints today because... Uh, nah, nah. No, no, but was, you're like, I don't want to get hurt, right? Yeah, I mean, it goes through your head a little bit. Um, Like I said, when I signed my extension with Toronto Blue Jays, it was one of those things where they told me in the morning and nothing set in stone to you actually sign yeah. the contract and I hadn't signed it and I went out for BP and I didn't even want to move. Speaking but, of superstars, look at this... Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the Canadian all-star, Cara Lang Romero, just walked into our, our studios... Uh, she's she's grabbing uh, baby Ithor, and uh, yes, Ricky was. Oh, your left, your arm is. Hang- it just feels like you just threw nine innings right now. Huh? <laughs> Ricky was holding baby Ithor with his left arm and doing the podcast the entire time. So I know you guys heard him. Like, how you doing? Good. You you. How's Andy Ruiz? Um, I'm. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can't even believe what I just saw. Um, exactly. Was, there you go. Carl, when are you coming on the podcast? When, don't say, don't say whenever you want. We're gonna get it. We're gonna get we're gonna her. Get it? And I want her to talk to me as not her husband. Oh, you know, we're gonna talk as like we're gonna dive as into podcast that. get host extraordinaire. Yes. yes. Oh yeah. All right. All right. You better be ready, woman. Better be, we got all kinds of questions about you playing basketball. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, so you're back in Fullerton and you're with a big smile and you're like, hey, but like, what's up? Like, yeah. Hey, coach, I don't, I don't think I can go another inning today. <laughs> No, man, because my last college outing, hap- I, I ended up going to a complete game. All right. I'm sure I'm sure at the time, the, the Toronto Blue Jays weren't. you see this in the College World Series. Yeah. Guys are just throwing like 100. I'm sure they weren't happy. Like, oh, what are you yeah. doing? Because I think I was, you know, 115, 120 yeah. pitches. But now, see, this is, okay, me when I work a fight, mm-hmm. like because of, I'm a 1099 guy. I know I'm invoicing, and you know I got money coming to me. Like, all right, mm-hmm. in about a month, there's gonna be a check showing up. I'm, mm-hmm. It's gonna be a nice, nice little paycheck. All right, cool. No, el corta check is gonna hook me up. Be all right, you know. <laughs> the accounting department, cool. But I don't have millions coming my way. Like, how's that walking around where you know that, like, your your agent advisor is negotiating a deal. Yeah. You kind of have an idea of what you're going to get, right? Mm-hmm. What did you sign for? 2.4. Did you know that that was coming? What, or did you think it was like one? You're not allowed to negotiate anything till you're done. Yeah, I said, once college. you were done. Once, you were once done. I was done. Yeah. 
I remember we were sitting. I we lost to Arizona State, and about a week later, I was on a plane to Toronto. And then, um, oh, you can't go until it's the your season's over. Till your season's over, because oh, okay. you can't sign anything. So then they flew me and my whole family out there, and we had no deal yet. You know, there was a few hundred thousand dollars here and there. I I didn't know anything about it. My agent was the one like, oh, we got to get this and we got to get that. And when I get there, it's a I get really sick, dude. I was in Toronto and I got really, really sick. And I don't know if it was just the stress, being nervous, like just like I started getting these like little weird bumps on my forehead. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. And they take me to the doctor and I like get some medicine and I it kind of lifted me back up and then they're like hey we're gonna have a press conference to introduce you this is gonna you don't have to sign it we can agree later on but we're gonna offer you 2.4 million dollars and I was like holy shit and I looked at my mom my dad in the hotel room when they called me and I was like mom dad I was like this is life-changing money I don't see myself sitting there trying to nickel and dime them for like more of this and that. We never expected this. Look at where we grew up and where you raised your family. Like, look at all this is about to change. And I said, I think I'm going to go ahead and sign this. And they're like, let's do it. So we went into that press conference and I told them before, I was like, I'm ready. Let's sign. And they introduced me with the Jersey and I mean, the rest is history. You know, you kind of sit there and it was my first taste at like sitting in a press conference, coming up with a little mini speech. You have every single camera pointing at you, taking pictures of you, flashes everywhere. And you feel like you're the man for that, for that night, you know? And it was, it wasn't really like there wasn't like, I was an egomaniac about it, but it was just like, it brought me back to where like, wow, playing catch with my dad in the driveway, going to the park, getting ground balls hit by him, taking batting practice when I was younger. And it brought me back to all those moments. And I was like, there's nothing better. There's no better feeling than seeing my mom, my dad, my brother, and my sisters just in awe of everything. Everything was so new to us. And it's some, definitely a moment that I'll never forget. And I, I, I showed you that picture, you know, and, it, and that picture says it all right there. And it's just, we were all in my little sister at the time, Vanessa, she was so nervous in the picture. You see she's biting her nails because it was like so many cameras. And I'm, I'm telling you, it was it was, it was a, a surreal moment, you know, and, and it's a moment that I definitely I'll never forget. Your dad, who used to put on the catcher's gear. Yeah. In the driveway. Mm-hmm. Who still to this day plays baseball yeah. three times a week. Yeah. And the first thing I told you about this was. Your dad's not wearing a baseball cap. <laughs> He's he even at your wedding he I, had a, he had a tejana on. Yeah, like, no, I think we had to fight him on it. I think my mom was like, "You're not wearing that to this <laughs> press conference." Your little brother Gabe has this like look of he's scared. Mm-hmm. Vanessa, you're right. She's biting her fingers. Yeah. Uh, your mom Sandy, big smile. Uh, your sister Sandy, who's probably in high school at this time. Yeah. They got TSN. They got Sports Century. They got everybody there for them. You. Knowing you now, Rick, you were bald, of course. Yeah. But where did you get that tie from? Funny story. I think I 
Where did I go and... I mean, it's a silver-ish kind of tie. I think I had to go get that suit somewhere in the alleys. <laughs> I wasn't. I didn't know anything about suits. I didn't know anything about a tie. Where did I get it? I I think my dad must have had a friend that made suits or something, <laughs> and that's where I got it. Yeah, it's funny you asked that because it's true. We ask everyone about their yeah. suits and stuff, but yeah, you got, the collar on there is pretty smooth and fly. But yeah, it's a interesting. I don't tie. know if you look at the tie. I, I mean, it's not even I, tied right. Yeah, it's not even. T- <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I had no idea, man. Like, like your I dad's said, a I, truck driver. He's not tying your tie. No, like, yeah, right. That is a terrible knot, right there. Yeah. That is, oh, so good. I kn- so I knew good. no. I I didn't know any better. Like I said, I was just in awe of everything. And uh, yeah. you uh, you do the press conference. Mm-hmm. They have you walk around. We I've seen this many times at Dodger Stadium, Angel Stadium, mm-hmm. where the kids who get drafted, they bring them on the field, mm-hmm. and they're in their jersey. Mm-hmm. But with slacks, mm-hmm. and they're walking around, and none of the players go up to him. Like, but the kids are standing there. Like, I saw this one time where they want that kid wanted to talk to Kershaw, but it was Kershaw just got done with BP. Like, they don't know who's going on, and the kid wanted to, but they just kind of walked by him. And I was like, oh, that's right, you don't talk, you really don't interact with them. What's it like when you're on that field? You know who came up to me? Oh, let me guess. Let me guess. Halliday. Mm-hmm. Shut up, really? Mm-hmm. Just be, the only reason I said that is because everything you've ever told me about him, how intense he is, yeah. and how you don't talk to him. Looking back at it now, I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe he did that. Because, yeah, he was intense. He never really talked to anybody. But we came, like, the exact same thing you're saying. They brought us down on the field, and we're kind of looking around. And I see this giant of a man running towards me. Is he bi- Was he big? Yeah. And he was really well put together, man. He was like the perfect pitcher's body. Like 6'4", maybe? Yeah, just okay. you, you would never know it till you saw him up close. And he came up to me and he said, congratulations um, to you and your family. Shook my hand, shook everyone's hand. And the one thing about Doc, though, man, it was years had gone by when we when he went to the Phillies. And I was still in Toronto. My My dad and my sister were down there, Sandy. And he saw him on the tunnel because my dad threw out the first pitch for Father's Day. He never forgot them. Sandy told me this after. He's like, yeah, he came up to us. He talked to us for a little bit. He gave us, a, he gave me a hug, talked to my dad and saying he was happy to see us. And, and I was like, wow. So and because he like didn't I talk said, to you, but he talked to your dad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Go figure. <laughs> but, you know, and, and really classy move of him. And then obviously, as, as you said, they bring you down on the field. And then next thing you know they have a locker ready for you the next day and i was out there shaking bp with them i threw a bullpen for them the one that dropped yeah Yeah. where he says my shit stunk so bad (laughs) (laughs) and i remember so yeah the whole draft the signing and getting presented go down on the field and then in in between the game in the middle of the game they bring you back down and they're like are we like to welcome our first round draft pick yeah, oh, okay, and cool. then you come out, you wave to the crowd, and then you go back in. That is so and not you. Let me wave. I know. Just, just because I'm like, fuck. Like <laughs> these guys, all these guys here are looking at it a few years later when they bring the draft picks in. You're like, oh, this guy's trying to come get my fucking job. <laughs> but um, but only the first rounders. So get then the, the, first the next day, 
they uh they had a locker for me they had a little jersey bp jersey pants and i got to throw a bullpen in front of them and i remember orlando hudson he was oh, talking God. so much shit the whole time he did he's still talking <laughs> <laughs> with the Dodgers, he still does events for the toronto blue jays so i see him all the oh, time does he? oh we yeah. gotta get him on the podcast oh dude he would be oh, we awesome do oh, how you doing and then we get an hour and a half out of him. oh man he is awesome and i remember he was just talking shit the whole time he's like oh young blood you better bring that shit to me here <laughs> he's like i'll take that shit deep <laughs> for both sides oh man he had a triple he hit for the cycle at dodgers opening day that's right and that's i remember right. there and it was his dodger debut and he hit the, the that's cycle. right i remember that now and he looks at me he's like oh shit how fast white? does he no, talk no, he told me, you ain't white <laughs> <laughs> how fast does he talk Dude, and he's like oh yeah, blah, 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 yeah. and i'm like but he, he looked at me and asked him he's like oh shit you ain't white because like, i realized all the reporters were there white. i'm like yeah Oh fuck! I thanks, man. Thanks for not including me with it. <laughs> Good dude. Uh, so that's but, cool. So those are your draft memories. Yeah, and well, then do you still have the contract? What do they do? They send oh, you a paper. Shit, I don't even know where it's at. Do they email you? What do they, they do? I think I think my mom has it somewhere okay. in her papers. But so yeah, so I I threw a bullpen, and then after that, the guys come out and you know stretch, warm up, and then they're like, yeah, you can go out there and shag. So I went out to center field and just kind of stood there and just looked around and yeah. soaked it all in, and um. I uh, remember talking to Ted Lilly out there, He's Scott Sh- Scott Schoenweiss, former Angel, um, Vinny Choke. I remember him and Jason Frazier, I believe was there. Was he Canadian, Jason Frazier? No, he just pitched in Canada a lot. Yeah, um, but there was a few guys, and everyone was so. Oh, Reed Johnson, how could I forget him? He Cal State Fortune. Yeah, he. I remember after the game, he took me out to dinner. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, he's like, "Hey, man, stay here, and um, I'll take you out to dinner." And and he took care of me. Eric Kinski was there at the time. Do you too. ever think about it? Like the your stories are like, everybody's stories are different. Like as a first rounder, obviously they invest a lot in you. They're going to mm-hmm. do these kind of things. You're the twentieth pick. It's hey, report to Dunedin. Here's a thousand dollars. But you ever think about twentieth round? Yeah, you ever think about like what the Dominicans go through when they're like. 16 they sign them and there is no draft party for them no. there's none of this stuff like they must look i'm at, sure it's a little different now yeah but i'm okay but like, not even the bonus guys just the guys who just yeah. signed for camp mm-hmm. they must look at you like why are they making a big deal about this guy probably He's 21. i'm already yeah. in the majors at 20 yeah like yeah it's true man it's true because a lot of those guys say so let's say a 16 year old dominican signs for a hundred thousand dollars 16 years old and he's throwing 98 there's guys that are 20 years old in the states getting 10 million dollars so it's kind of a it's a little bit of a weird system there and a lot of those guys sometimes do mention they're like why is he getting 10 million i'm i'm throwing way harder than him and i'm way better than him but at the same time i think sometimes you just hey it's circumstances yeah it's it's really interesting that's why i wanted like to do this podcast this week now because you and I have a bunch of stuff going on. But you're like, what are we going to talk about? Like the draft, because we never really talked about your draft stories. Like mm-hmm. it's like you get drafted, and it does. Like we make the joke about, oh, your your whole life's going to change, and like how much money you got rigged. Blah, blah, blah. Like we we joke with you like now, mm-hmm. but at the same time though, you were just talking about it. How you're looking at your mom, and you guys go and you just make carne asada in the backyard like that. Like 
the the Noe Ramirez draft story, the the Travis Scott. I didn't get arrested you, or you put in handcuffs. You didn't get detained. There you yeah, go. I didn't get detained. What up, Luis? He didn't get detained. <laughs> <laughs> but those stories of where it's at, because when you're eight years old, you're not thinking about I want to get drafted. You don't know that process. No. It's just I want to play baseball. Yeah. Now the way things are with travel ball and the dads are like, my kid's the number one rated twelve year old in the country yeah. right now. He's throwing for 46 feet great wait we'll give him the 60 then we'll talk but th- those kind of things were it's i think it's lost some of that shine of like the mm-hmm. innocence too mm-hmm. right? where you're like you're in school and you're like i don't know now a kid doesn't get drafted in high school is like oh you're a failure it's like you know how hard it is to get these this attention yeah just to get out there like and to come from where you came from a lot of respect because yeah somebody found you End of the day, though, you had to do the work because you got drafted by the Red Sox. You could have easily just been like, I got drafted and just gone through the motions of Fullerton or whatever or East L.A. or wherever J.C. you're playing at. But you went from an afterthought to the number six pick overall. No matter no matter whatever you've done in your life or will do the rest of your life, that can't get taken away from you. That's no. fucking awesome. Man. Yeah. That is really Yeah, and awesome. I and, and you know what? And there was a lot of criticism. And now that you're retired, you can appreciate it. Oh, hundred percent. But there, I know, and, I know and there was a lot of criticism. I know where over you're going it. with this. Criticism over it because you put it on your locker. Yeah. Yeah. The a picture of like the guys that got to the big leagues before I did and Tulo taking Colorado to the World Series right away and all that stuff and oh he could have done it here in Toronto. Why did we take this guy and this guy's a bus? But at the end of the day, I got to the big leagues. I was an all-star. I uh, pitched. There's a lot of first-rounders that didn't plan out that year, too. You know, we you mentioned some of the ones that that have had successful careers, but some of them maybe didn't even get to the big leagues. So, um, you know, and 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 everyone likes to talk shit and and shit like that. But at the end of the day, I know what I did and what I accomplished, and I'm at peace with that. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's why we're sitting at your mansion on this golf course in Scottsdale. <laughs> you just bought with the money from Andy Ruiz. We appreciate that. Now, what do you have coming up? I have um this week actually. This podcast is coming out this Wednesday. Yeah, so so tomorrow on Tuesday, I leave for Toronto. Okay. I'll be playing. So when, by the time this podcast comes out, you'll be in Toronto. Um, and on Friday, I'm playing in the fourth annual LMR Sports Golf Classic, and it's gonna be Robbie. Tony Fernandez will oh, be there. Sweet. Yeah. Great and, baddies there. Yeah. And um Cito Gaston, George Bell, Dwayne Ward, Lloyd Mosby, Jesse Barfield, Tanyan Sturtz, JP, myself, Alfredo Griffin. Wait, JP's going? Yeah. Shocker. Hey, congrats to JP for doing the college uh regionals too. Yeah, so that's pretty ESPN. awesome. Good job, JP. I know you don't listen. Alfredo Griffin will be there. Good dude. Have you ever met him? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, he's the Angels, uh, Fergie First Jenkins, love him. Uh, I'm sure Candy Maldonado will be there. Candy, yeah, there'll be, there'll be, there'll be a lot of guys. I mean, um, those I are, need to those, make one of these trips. trips. I just have a life. Yeah, <laughs> you should, man. I and want I, to. Maybe with your winnings from uh, from no, the, because the money that we won from Andy Ruiz, I was only able to afford a barbecue grill. <laughs> uh, thanks, if, Ace. Thanks, Ace. You if, asshole. Hey, if, if, if we would have <laughs> cut out Ace. I would be going first class with you to Toronto. No kidding, right? At the Ritz. Yeah. No, I got to agree. But yeah, no, that that's what we're doing. Are so you playing golf? On Friday, yeah. Okay, bring back another sleeve of golf balls with Alamar golf balls. Yeah, I'll like try those. and get some. Those are sweet. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, if you want to give me another polo, I would like that. And then on on Wednesday, I'll be playing uh, golf with Cards' dad. Um, 
through his yoga studio, there's a family that does a a little charity golf tournament. Wait, Carl's dad is a yogi? Mm-hmm. For real? Yeah, they have a they have a a yoga studio and in uh, Toronto, in Milton, okay, in Burlington. Okay. So anybody in that area, make sure you check it out. Shunyata Yoga. Shunyata Yoga. Yeah, yoga and uh, so. Carl's dad's like six five. Yeah, he's huge, man. He's a big dude, and he's doing downward dog and work oh, and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, he's into it, and they do a little charity uh, golf tournament that I last year I played in it. He invited me and. This year I'm going back. It just happens to fall on the same week as Robbie, so might as well play golf. Well, you know what? Might as well play golf. You've earned it because you held the baby eye tour for like 15 minutes. <laughs> that should give you a trip to Canada and golf. Uh, we appreciate everybody. Uh, for me, I'm. What am I doing this weekend? I don't know. I'm, uh, Any big fights? I don't know what I got going. I got, I'm, I got a lot of stuff going. Oh, my my kid graduates from junior high. Uh, he'll be going to high school, and then next week he starts working out the high school team. Nice uh, already. Yep, and then. Uh, You'll be next week. You're gonna be where? Here. You're here. But um, you leave, right? I leave. Uh, I leave on Father's Day, so I'm going to Europe for ten days. So a lot of stuff going on. So yeah, we're, and um, we're, try, we're trying to knock out some more podcasts. Actually, the follow next week, I'll be uh, next week, on my way to Vancouver. You're in to, Vancouver next week to right? do my first TV game. What, uh, really nervous now, man. I'm a little nervous. Oh, should be cool. Man. I think I think they're trying to get me out there early. Cause I want to go. I think I want to go watch the Friday. The what's fr- your, what's uh, our friends' names up there? Rob Fay and Rob Andy Faye? Dunn. Okay, are they gonna? Let and Mister Mooney. Mister Mooney, yeah, A and W, love you, Mister Mooney. Uh, are you have to wear a suit? I don't know yet. They haven't told me. They're supposed to call me today, and we're supposed to go over the details. No suits, sport coat. You're in Vancouver. <laughs> it's short season, bro. Sport coat. There it is. Okay, so next week you're in Vancouver. Yeah. So we need to do another podcast. All right. So I think we'll do maybe next Monday or Tuesday. I was thinking. Okay, so yeah, I think we can we can maybe line up a, a couple guests. All right, so next week's podcast, you know, what? College World Series is going on soon, right? Mm-hmm. You played in how many of them? Two. All right, so next week we will do a podcast on your experiences at the College World Series. Yeah. No guest, we'll just do it. Your experience at the College so World I Series. I got some good stories on that too. About Omaha. Yeah. All right. Uh, thanks for everybody listening. Re- rate, review, subscribe. Let everybody know. Share, 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 like, and uh, look at this. And look don't at, be this went fifty-six minutes. And don't be giving us three stars. Yeah, hey, <laughs> I told you. Don't worry about. I know, I know, I know. Like, I think it's just pretty we have funny. All these positive messages, <laughs> and then we get one guy who like tells one us person he doesn't like me, and everybody gets all mad. I'm okay if you don't like me. Look, Marcus, <laughs> because you gave us three stars, Marcus, we're gonna cut you off. That's an obvious friend, right? Make believe friend. That Marcus is probably Sanabia's burner account. Probably. Yeah. Oh, Alex Sanabia too. Uh, he playing in Aguascalientes. He's gonna be a guest when he comes for uh, All Star break. So we got we got guests lined up. We just we just we're just fun. Thanks again to everybody listening. Appreciate you guys. Talk to you soon.